Welcome to Grace Point Church Podcast. We proclaim Christ crucified and uphold him as the only hope for the fallen world. On today's episode, you'll hear from Reverend Harrison Mungai. Reverend Harrison is the lead pastor at Grace Point Church. Good morning. Welcome to Christian Living on Fridays. My name is Harrison Mungai. And I normally uh, hang out with you on Friday mornings at this Grace Point Church podcast, uh, thinking about theology, culture, and politics. We have been asking ourselves a number of questions over the last few weeks and um, looking at what are we to believe about uh, ABCD. We have been thinking about what we are to believe about the Bible, about God, about our Lord Jesus Christ, about the Trinity, or the Holy Spirit, and many others. And if you are interested in any of these, please look back uh, through the past um, episodes, and you might be able to <clears throat> to find uh, uh, these series. Oftentimes, we try to keep it short and simple, often just three things we are to believe about a particular subject. I trust that this podcast has been a blessing to you, and I look forward to perhaps hearing comments and feedback uh, about how we might even be able to make it better or even make it reach many more people. Uh, feel free to share this content with others uh, so that if it is a blessing to you, it can also be a blessing to them. So today we're going to ask ourselves this question, what are we to believe about mankind? So we've been talking about a number of things, but now what are we to believe about ourselves, which is a, an important question for us to actually ask what do we really believe about ourselves as humanity or as mankind, to use that um, collective term. Remember, these beliefs really are not based on, on what I think or on what um, some philosopher or some famous person thought. It's actually what the Bible teaches us, because what we believe is what the Bible teaches us. When the Bible says this is what we are to believe, then that's what we take to be the truth and to be the word of God. And we are to believe it. <clears throat> so three quick things that we are to believe about mankind. The first one is that man and woman, of course, by, by the word man here, use it collectively. Man is created by God in the image of God both men and women. I think you, you might think of that as an obvious thing to state. But it's very, very important to actually appreciate that um, we did not just exist um, from nowhere. No. Man is created. That means then that you and I owe our existence to God. And if God created us, then he has a right to rule over us. And how do I know that? I know that from Genesis chapter 1, where we are told this is the very beginning where everything begins. And it says in verse 26, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. 
male and female, he created them. And it goes on to say in 28 uh, that God blessed them and said to be fruitful and multiply. And in 29, he gave them food. The very existence of mankind is attributed to God. We are not here by chance or by a biological accident or by some big bang idea or developed from some um, processes that um, eventually led us to being who we are over billions or perhaps millions of years. It says quite clearly that mankind is created, was created by God. And how was it created? In the image of God. How else? Man and woman. That is male and female created at, you know, at least in Genesis chapter 1 at the same time that's what we are told and they are different there is male and female both of them are image bearers both of, both of them are equal in their standing before God both of them enjoying the blessing of God being told to be fruitful and multiply both of them enjoying the provision of God both of, them, both of them being given the same food uh, in verse 29. So very foundational um, point there that man is created by God, that is all his existence to God, made in the image of God, made as male and female to exist as both men and women. So get that one right. Man is created by God. The second thing that I would love for you to um, appreciate, and we are taught in the Bible, and we are to believe, is that mankind has fallen to sin. Mankind is has fallen to sin. Now in Genesis chapter 3, we know the big story of the fall. But, uh, we shouldn't be familiar with Scripture. It's always good to go back to the Bible and to read one more time and to be surprised and to be shocked sometimes over and over again as we hear these things. But let me just uh, read <clears throat> verse, um, verse 6. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate and also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Mm. This is the most catastrophic, to use a big word, or the most um, sort of, uh, disaster-causing event in all history, man's disobedience. God had said not to eat uh, from this tree, and in, and our first parents, both um, Adam and Eve, the man and the woman, went ahead at the deception of the enemy for sure, but went ahead and disobeyed God's word and God's order. And they ate from the tree of which they had been instructed not to eat. Because of that, then all humanity has fallen into sin. The disobedience of, of our first parents we inherit that sinful nature because of that disobedience. As a result of that, because God had said that 
the day you eat of it you shall surely die then all humanity then is subject to God's wrath and condemnation all humanity is subject to death because of this sinful act of our first parents truly is very sad because this is where everything now changes the entire human nature then becomes fallen to the core becomes sinful think of this summary that we find uh, in just just a couple of chapters later of course as we see you know uh, in genesis 3 the, the the fall in chapter 4 actually you you, you have murder almost immediately you have uh, Cain killing his brother Abel and you know from there it just spirals downwards very very quickly but in um, chapter 6 verse 5 you get this very very sad summary it says that the lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually verse 6 and the lord regretted that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him to his heart so the lord said i will blot out man whom i have created from the face of the land man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens for i am sorry that i have made them I mean it's very deep language there of regret the lord saw the wickedness of man was great on the earth but every intention imagine every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually in other words this is someone who has been ruined to the core uh, it is like um, a reservoir of water where poison has now gone in now none of that water is good for any use anymore man has fallen in sin man has disobeyed god and therefore he is fallen every thought every inclination of his mind is evil continually and because of that then mankind is subject to god's wrath that is god's anger judgment and condemnation ultimately eternal death separation from god forever but this words of regret pronounce some judgment the lord says i'm going to wipe out mankind from the face of the earth but there is something else we need to learn about mankind and his nature before we come to the end of today's podcast and what's this third point we have to believe about mankind is that man is loved by god and this is a shocking a thing that even though man had fallen he is still loved by god man uh, god desires that man would be restored to a fellowship and to a relationship with him and i'd love to say that actually the rest of the scriptures is a love story in fact um one summer you can you can call the bible is that it's like a story of rescue or a story of redemption but it's actually a love story it has its high point it has its difficult moments but it is a love story with a lover 
who is eager to win the heart of his beloved, but also of a beloved uh, who uh, doesn't often love back his creator. Because God loves to save mankind and to bring him back into a relationship with him. He's going to use a man uh, in the second section of chapter 6. He's going to use Noah. We are told in verse 8, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. It's not that Noah was particularly special, but Noah found favor. The Lord loved him in a special way. In chapter 12, the Lord is going to use another man, Abraham, uh, to bring forth another generation of people because God is always coming to look for mankind and to bring him back to a relationship with him. This love story will certainly be seen in the history of Israel, how God loves this covenant people, Israel, but it will find its ultimate fulfillment in the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Where John, uh, writing in his gospel, I'm going to quote him both in the, episode, in, the, in the gospel and also in his episode, says in chapter 3, verse 16, that for God so loved, not that language, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God, 17, did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Amazing love story here. For God so loved the people of this world. For God so loved mankind that he gave his only son. He desires to bring us back into relationship with him. Again, in, in the book of 1 John, which we are, um, by the way, hearing from uh, over and over again in, in chapter 3, 1 John chapter 3, uh, verse 1 says these remarkable words. See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Verse 2, beloved, we are God's children now. That's amazing. What manner of love is this? That we should be called children of God. That our Father demonstrate his love for us by sending his Son Jesus Christ, that we who were created by him, yet fallen in sin, can be restored back to fellowship with him. So what are we to believe about ourselves? Three things. One, created by God, of course, in the image of God as men and women, fallen in sin through the disobedience of our first parents, therefore inherited a sinful nature, and therefore subject to God's wrath, judgment, and condemnation, especially eternal death. But three, that we have been loved by God, who sent his only son for our rescue, for our redemption. God wants us to be back into a good relationship with him through the gospel. Behold, dear ones, listening to this podcast today, what manner of love is this? What manner of love is this that you and I could be called children of God? We who would have been Rebels running away from God can today be called his children. May the Lord help you and help me 
to delight in the gospel. May God bless you. This is something you ought to believe and to know about ourselves. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Grace Point Church Podcast. For more information and past episodes, visit our website gracepointchurch.org. Please join us again for a new episode. Goodbye.